so in keeping with the theme this week of getting a bit simpler when it comes to these financial topics, I wanted to talk about something that, for whatever reason, I don't know how many people uh, talk about, but it's those deals that you see where they say there's 0% financing and uh, you know you don't pay any interest for five years. Because, uh, and this is all going to relate to a little bigger topic when it comes to uh, balloon payments. And the fact is that those contracts, while they are great if you go all the way up to that last day and keep up with your payments and pay the whole thing off, you, you actually end up uh, winning. Again, because inflation starts to take impact and uh, you, know, you still get use and control over the item. But if you miss the day and you go over um, the five-year term, let's say, then all of that interest that you did not pay comes back. And that's why companies that usually promote these things are going after our customer base that they're, in some cases, hoping doesn't pay off uh, the debt beforehand, the, the financing debt beforehand, because... Um, because they get a whole lot more money because they can prorate the interest rate. So, you know, let's say they'll say, um, oh, well, it's 8% for every month during that five years. Uh, that, that comes out to a whole lot of money that under the terms of the contract, they're rightly owed. And maybe because it's a shorter topic, but not a whole lot of uh, unless you specifically search for it, I'm not finding a whole lot of people talking about this. And yet, as it's become increasingly clear to me that the economy and the average American's uh, situation that's going to be uh, become a reality for a number of years here as the economy is going to take time to recover... Uh, these kinds of deals will become more popular because, as we can tell from, uh, there's a couple of graphs that show, uh, and this is with luxury spending and disposable income, that as uh, disposable income decreases, which means that people are spending more on, on everyday goods and not going out and buying, well, luxury items, which happens during an, an economic crash, uh, at that point, you see a lot more of these deals become popular because people are trying to scrounge and, and save, and rightly they should. I'm just saying that they should be informed. Now, there are certain types of larger payments that use the same principle, and these are balloon mortgages, and these are for people who want to pay their homes off quickly or who don't who anticipate leaving their homes uh, much quicker than the typical 20 30 year and even in some case 15 year window and essentially what these do is they uh, are mortgages where a, a large payment is due at the end of the term and there's a smaller um, there's a smaller payment th throughout those initial years hence uh, the name balloon it's like you're inflating a balloon and then it pops and that's when you pay the bank but again I think and some people use this in terms of 
renting and people who want to invest in real estate and, and all of these things. I've heard of a strategy using balloon mortgages and and now it isn't all that popular and I, I've only heard someone, a couple people mention it offhand so I don't know nor would I recommend it. If you know anything about my financial philosophy, I would not ever take this because I don't think that it should be one of our goals if we are using the financial principles that we talk about effectively, we shouldn't be interested in just paying off all debt. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to be efficient. So with uh, a balloon mortgage payment, you really would only want to use it, again, uh, if you get like a guaranteed year-end bonus or uh, if you're in construction and you need short-term financing. Again, these are not only very specific examples, but I'm not so sure that it's even an effective strategy. Uh, now, again, that comes with your financial philosophy, and I think that should be the linchpin in everything we do. I think we, we've neglected this in the financial industry, and that's to define our financial philosophies up front with a client. And then everything we do is based off that philosophy. And if the client is in, in lockstep with the philosophy, then great. And if they're not, well, they can go find someone else who's better suited for them. But I think so often in the financial industry, we're just looking for anybody and everybody. And you, I think you have to do that in your early years. Just take on whoever. But as things go on, I think you need to identify with people who agree with your philosophy, whatever it might be. Now, uh, I do want to get you out of here. We're just over the six-minute mark. It's a little bit on the shorter end, and I, I apologize for that. Um, again, I was really trying to keep it simple for these two episodes this week. Um, probably going to go back to our regularly scheduled, more academic um, financial talk. It's just... it. It's a little bit more comfortable for me, if I'm being honest. Um, but it's not really about me. I think you as a listener also get more value out of talking about financial topics that most of the industry or, or talking heads um, simply think that, if we're being honest, that, that you as a listener can't handle it. I have a little bit more respect for you. Um, but I do appreciate you taking the time to invite me into wherever you're listening, whether it's the car, um, at your home, computer, office, wherever you are. I appreciate your time today, and I thank you for allowing me to hopefully impart some knowledge onto you. We'll see you tomorrow for the Kevin Prendeville Show.